Hi guys, this is Anna Lakin with Enlightened Transitions, presented by Dillman Law Group. And with me today, I have the Lake Plaza Associates of Thrivent Financial, and I have Aaron Lanteen. Good morning. I have Bill Powers. Good morning. And I have Kyle Thomas. Good morning. It's a full house this morning. Uh, to get things started off, we are going to do a would you rather question. Um, and of course, they're all like, what would you rather questions are you going to ask? But I didn't share that with anyone yet. Um, so to start things off, would you rather be without internet for a week or without your phone? And I don't care who starts it off. I'll jump in there because I would say I would love to be without both. <laughs> really? For a week? That would be great. Yeah, that right? would be great. What about you, Bill? I'd rather be without internet service. Yeah, why is that? Um, I use the phone far too much. I don't know if I could survive without the phone. So. <laughs> and Kyle? I'd much rather be without the phone because with the internet, I can do a lot from uh, a Surface or an iPad. Oh, okay, okay. I think for myself, I, I would go with you, Aaron. I'd be good without either one. But there's always like that certain level of anxiety that comes first and then you can settle into not having your phone or the internet. But um, it'd be nice not to have either one. Um, okay, let's see. Um, would you rather go to a movie or dinner alone? I think this says a lot about your personality. My husband always makes fun of me because I can eat alone just fine and I don't mind it at all. What about you, Bill? I think I'd rather eat dinner alone. Yeah. What about you, Kyle? I'd absolutely rather go to a movie alone because you can't <laughs> talk during a movie anyways. <laughs> Nobody sees you crying. Have you guys seen the new, um, <laughs> speaking of crying, have you seen the new, uh, oh, Mr. Rogers movie? I have it, not. It just came out. It's a goodie, but it's a heavy yet. film. It's a heavy film. And my husband said he would have cried if I wasn't there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what about you? Movie or dinner? Movie or dinner? Let's see. I've done both by myself, so either one works. I hate to be uh, uh, consistent there. Uh, <laughs> well, pick one then for this time. I'd say I'd rather go to a movie. All right. Then lastly, let's do this, and I think this will segue right into what we're going to talk about today pretty easily. Um, would you rather work with a group or would you rather work alone? Anybody? I'll jump in and answer that one because it's uh, the reason I'm now with the Lake Plaza Associates of Thrivent Financial. Uh, had the opportunity to join this great team, and I'd much rather work as a team than as an individual. Okay, what about you, Bill? I would say working as a group, um, most of my uh, athletic uh, pursuits were always in a team environment, and uh, I feel most comfortable working in a team. What about you, Aaron? I'll echo that. Working in a team, I, I do feel that uh, we're greater than the sum of our parts. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, I would. I need collaboration like to thrive. I need collaboration, so I have to be in a group. Um, okay, so today we're going to kind of talk about long-term care planning, and we're going to cover all different aspects of long-term care planning. So much as like the process, is it ever too late, and... Um, just all those different questions that some of you out there might be wondering about. So Aaron, I'm gonna throw this over to you. Can you talk me through what would a process look like for a person who had the luxury of time? 
Well, time is the, the greatest asset and something that we every day have less and less of. So, of course, the sooner that you can start with your planning, the better. Uh, what that looks like uh, from our perspective when our clients come in and meet with us is that we get to get to know them sooner. We get to start formulating a plan, uh, whether it's something to take action on now or something to take action on down the road. It all has great implications on, uh, uh, on your financial plan. I think that's great. I didn't even get a chance to kind of ask so that people could get to know you, and I apologize. Um, I just love how much you guys do in the space of long-term care planning. Mm -hmm. But why don't you guys uh, talk about what got you into focusing on long-term care planning instead of just everybody? Uh, Not to say that you can't serve everyone, but why the focus in long-term care planning, Bill? A lot of it has come through my own uh, personal experience uh, with uh, having uh, aging parents myself and then, of course, uh, many family and friends that have uh, approached me uh, seeking advice uh, regarding uh, long-term care planning. Uh, So that's really what's motivated me to focus on that. What about you, Aaron? Well, when I work with my clients, uh, this is the area where there is most often the largest gap in their plan, the largest risk to them being able to live out all their dreams. What about you, Kyle? You're, I would say, the youngest of the group and the newest to the team. And so what drew you to this team and why long-term care planning? Well, long-term care planning, I've been around it for quite some time. Uh, had some family members that work in that realm, not from a financial planning standpoint, but I do know the rising costs and how important it is. have had grandparents that have needed care, and uh, it's a burden. Uh, it can right. be a burden on other family members' children if there isn't proper planning in place. Right, right. And I think since uh, all of us answered that we need a team aspect, when you work in the long-term care space, you recognize very quickly how important it is to have all the right team members in place. So then whether you're in that pre-planning situation or you're in that crisis situation, um, you can navigate that world because nobody wrote a book and said, like, this is how you age. And uh, I think without a team, then uh, you set yourself up for a lot of failure. Um, What about those people who maybe didn't pre-plan because they were scared or thought they just never would have enough? What about those who waited till an event happened? How do you help them, Aaron? Don't be afraid to still meet with the professionals that work in this area because it is never too late to uh, work on your long-term care planning. What do you think is like the hardest step? So like, I know for my own parents, um, having this conversation, the conversation between us, that was easy. Um, And then, but getting them into the office uh, was a lot harder. (laughs) And getting them to finish that paperwork, (laughs) we're still in that process apparently. Um, And getting them to do those things even harder. So like what's that hurdle what do you think stops people well one of the the biggest hurdles i think is people coming to the realization that that is uh, 
something that has a very high likelihood of happening in their lifetime. Uh, nobody wants to end up in, in a nursing home or uh, something of that sort. It's not what we desire to do. With the rest of our financial planning, we're looking forward to retirement. We're looking at estate planning and you know what legacy we, we, we can leave behind. But with long-term care planning, it's not a fun topic. It's right. not a fun end result. So getting, getting to sit down is usually the biggest hurdle to get over. And then, of course, uh, being accepting of all the changes that, that may be needed. Right. I think it's hardest um, when the, an event really hasn't occurred because long-term care isn't real until somebody needs it. And um, so I think long-term care planning is harder than event-based planning. Um, so when you think about somebody who's come to you with an event, do they usually move quicker or is that not necessarily true? I'd say half the folks move fairly quickly and half the folks don't. Oh and my goodness. There are various reasons for that depending right. on the circumstance. Right. My neighbor, he just had a stroke and, um, I, the first thing once he got home and after I made him a few meals, I was like, Hey, <laughs> do you have your advanced directives at least in place? Because he has kids and he has a wife and he's fairly young. And I was like, that's scary. And um, I'm in the home that I grew up in. And so I've known him my entire life. And uh, so it's important to me. And even him, he drug his feet for like two weeks before he ever even answered me. <laughs> and so I think it's, it's a hard topic. But I think... Sometimes what people express here at the office is that they're scared they've waited too long. Even my mom, who she's in her early 60s, she just turned 60, she'll be 61 next year. Um, even her, she's actively working full time. She thinks it might be too late. Um, is it ever too late? It is not too late ever. Uh, and looking at the example of your mother, she's actually in a prime time to get started with that planning. Uh, as you are nearing retirement and your retirement plan starts to become more clear and you realize that you you do have or, or will likely have uh, the assets to live out your retirement, that is the time when you can start uh, more accurately planning out the long-term care piece of it uh, to protect those assets and protect the your, your spouse right so uh and just kind of going off with my mom still she has this number in her mind that she thinks she needs to earn before she could ever retire are you a financial planner that believes there's a number is there a specific number that says retirement now will be good and then without this number it's not that is a loaded question, Anna. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things that go into calculating what that quote unquote number is. Uh, first and foremost, I would say, you know, what is that standard of living that we're shooting for? Uh, what are the expenses that you're going to continue to have? What expenses are going to go away? We look at what impact inflation has, and not just overall inflation, but there's also healthcare inflation, et cetera. Uh, there are uh, other things to consider. There's any legacy wishes as far as what you might want to leave behind to your family, to uh, charity. Um, 
and then also, do you want to continue to work at all? That's that's something else that folks do. Uh, right, right. Uh, it's we becoming seeing, more popular. Yeah, we're seeing now the largest number of new entrepreneurs are of boomer era. Um, and so I think that's really interesting. And there's so many pieces that go into creating that uh, number or that financial plan in the future. Bill, uh, this is something that you and I have spoke about a few times, but when you're considering all of those things, I think there's a lot of people that have to be involved in that process. Uh, in your experience, who all needs to be on that team or that team of professionals? That's a great question. Uh, actually, um, there's three professionals that uh, should be on that team. Uh, in addition to your financial planner would be uh, an elder law attorney, as well as a uh, person who was well-versed in taxes, suggested perhaps a CPA. Uh, because during that process, there are many uh, assets that may have to be repositioned within the portfolio. and there could be tax ramifications as well as legal issues that might arise from making those changes. And so with all three professionals on the same page, uh, you're going to get a clearer vision of how to proceed forward. Yeah, I completely agree. I think those are really great professionals to begin and then you start that maybe that downsizing process um i'm just going to keep using my mom as an example usually it's my grandma but today it's my mom um so she had ankle surgery and she didn't have a full bathroom on the first level and that was really the beginning of her long-term care journey um, because she couldn't go upstairs so that meant she couldn't shower and that was a real issue for her. Um, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it, like trying to figure out how to get herself upstairs and into the shower. Uh, we all would have to watch her and make sure she wouldn't try to get out of that bed and go do that. Um, and so then they downsized into this ranch and um, that had a full bath on the first floor. And now she's going to need that same surgery on the other side. I think people don't really realize how early that long-term care journey begins. Um, because it's not necessarily my neighbor with the stroke or somebody having a heart attack or a cancer diagnosis or something like that. Um, it can begin with my kids are gone and now I had ankle surgery and I just realized that going upstairs is really difficult. And so I think when we look at that long-term care process and all those people that could be involved, it's important that you understand it doesn't have to be in a nursing facility. Um, or somebody coming in and taking care of you, it can be as simple as making a move. And I think um, this is where I think you coming to the firm, Kyle, is so interesting. Um, what, like, you kind of touched on this in the beginning, what drew you in? Or do you have a passion in that long-term care space? Or can you kind of expound on that? I do. I grew up around it. Uh, my father was an accountant in the long-term care space and also has worked for some senior living oh, wow. uh, companies uh, towards the end of his career. And joining the team was the first and foremost my attraction uh, 
because I've been in the industry for about five years now and worked essentially on my own for the first four years of wow. my career. And now to have the opportunity to really learn uh, from great mentors like Aaron and Bill, uh, it's just going to allow me to better serve our clients and my clients. And once they decide it's time to uh, hang it up, you know, I can uh, kind of take over and uh, still serve our clients as I'm slightly younger than both of them. <laughs> no, I think that's great. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's really interesting when you see young people who are interested in getting involved in the long-term care space or with a firm that has an interest in long-term care. Uh, this is a question that I didn't know if I was going to ask, but I think I am. Um, is long-term care planning a life insurance policy? And that's about as deep as it gets. It is not. Long-term care uh, planning, uh, from our perspective or in our industry, uh, has historically uh, centered around long-term care insurance. But as as we've found out over the years, that is not the uh, only way to go about it. It is definitely a useful tool, uh, but not in every circumstance. But we found that the the successful pairing of uh, or a combination of uh, tax and accounting uh, professionals, legal advice from a qualified elder law attorney, uh, and financial planning uh, financial planner, uh, all put together is where you'll get. Uh, like ask the question thing. again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay because I said life policy instead of long term care did. policy, so I that was fine. That. <laughs> um, Okay, so I didn't know if I was going to ask this question um, because I think it's kind of a controversial topic. But when we talk about long-term care planning, is the only product out there for long-term care planning uh, long-term care insurance? That's a great question. Unfortunately, it's oftentimes the most uh, brought-up solution, uh, and it can be a great solution. Long-term care insurance is a very effective tool, but it's not always the best solution in every case. Uh, the successful combination of advice from your uh, tax professional, elder law attorney, and your planner uh, all together can put together a more robust and efficient plan to mitigate the long-term care risk. Yeah, I completely agree because I see some people who don't qualify for long-term care insurance or they've maybe just waited too long and that's why they don't qualify. It's not even necessarily like a life event or a health event. Um, and it's so disappointing when they're discouraged and they don't want to follow through just because they don't think they can, just because they can't get that insurance policy. Yeah, that's correct. And, and not only that, but it's also uh, can affect your budget. Sometimes uh, that high premium that's associated right. with those long-term care policies is not doable um, and people get discouraged because they they you know can't afford it or it, it just can't fit financially into the the plan uh, however you know that's not the end of the story that's not the end-all be-all solution right and i think aren't there ways that people like leverage their life policy sometimes um, if their kids don't need it or something, somebody got on here and was talking about it and uh, she's not in the financial space, but um, she's in the insurance space. And she was talking about how sometimes people use those life policies and they don't even know that they could utilize them on like the health side. Well, that depends on the policy. Right. There are some that do have some 
uh, riders or some abilities built into those policies that do provide some form of long-term care protection. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think that's what makes meeting with a financial planner so important because you just don't know what your policy entails or how it's going to cash out or how it's going to work until you have that meeting. So when people are looking at meeting with their financial planner, how often would you suggest that they have that meeting? And when should those meetings begin? Should I get a financial planner when I'm young? Do I wait till I've retired or I'm getting close to retirement? Um, can, I know that's a loaded question, but can you describe to me kind of that age range and how often I should meet with a financial planner? Well, we'll always tell you that the, the, the best day for you to meet is today. Um, but then as far as frequency, we, we always want to touch base with folks uh, uh, at least on an annual basis. But many times our plans uh, call for more frequent inter- interaction. Uh, and also when there are life changes that occur. Uh, It's important to keep your planner apprised of what's going on so that the plan can be uh, adjusted accordingly. And do most financial planners provide like more than or is it usually just like a binder with all my information? I always tell people because when they come into our office they uh, ask us what documents they need to have put together and we say all your financial documents Um, but a lot of times they don't even know where to find those so when you have a financial planner do they put it all in one space or like especially when working with you guys how does that work? Yeah we we put a list of things together for people to start gathering. Uh, We definitely want to know as much as possible, not just about all the numbers as far as the accounts and uh, things like that. We're we're also looking to understand what it's like in your shoes. What are your goals and your priorities? We don't want to build a plan according to what the rest of the world or the industry says. We want to build a, a plan around you. No, I think that's great. I think that's super important. Um, And I think it's important that people meet with their financial planners. More often, uh, people bring us their binder that they've never opened since they were given said binder, and they have not met with their financial planners since they were given said binder. And um, I just think if you can work together with those professionals that can help you age, whether it be in place or outside of the home, then you're going to have a more secure plan. When you're looking at a person's long-term care plan, do you ever consider Medicaid in that financial plan? Yes, we do. Yeah? We do. Um, Especially when there is no long-term care insurance to provide uh, the appropriate amount of coverage, uh, Medicaid is a uh, solution, it is a direction to go uh, to provide that that coverage. Right. I think that makes um, Lake Plaza Associates very unique when it comes to financial planners. That's a conversation that elder law attorneys have had a hard time having with financial planners in the past because Medicaid is like the four-letter word of long-term care planning. And um, do you know maybe like why that is or why it's important that someone who's in that situation find somebody who's open to the idea? Well, I think Medicaid is sometimes uh, a four-letter word, as you say, uh, because people 
associate it with food stamps and welfare and that kind of thing. Right. Uh, they also think about it uh, in regards to someone that they've known that has gone through Medicaid spend down or long-term care spend down and not, they don't understand the potential use for Medicaid um, as a strategy to preserve assets. Right. I think also um, Medicaid or nursing home care now is very different than care before and Medicaid policy now is very different than it was before. And I think professionals have gotten smarter and we have financial planners like yourself who are understanding of planning for Medicaid. And uh, you don't hear anymore, I lost my home to the nursing home. if that person had the right financial planner because then Medicaid's not coming after those same assets because they had the right plan in place. And I think that's incredibly important. It's been so great to have all of you here on the podcast this morning. And I did want to ask because we haven't spoke about it, but where's your office located, Aaron? We're located off of Benford Boulevard, just south of 71st Street at 6801 Lake Plaza Drive, Suite A104. Awesome. And if I want to call or send an email maybe to get an appointment, how would I do that? Well, you can call Jill King, our scheduling coordinator, at 317-641-5000. And do you have a good email address or website that you'd like us to visit? Oh, yes. Our email is lakeplazaassociates at thrivent.com. Is that all one word? word? It is. And um, a website anywhere we should go? Uh, yes, you could go to connect.thrivent.com slash Lake Plaza Associates, and Lake Plaza Associates is hyphenated. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you guys for coming on this afternoon. Oh, thank you. We enjoyed it. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. All right, and thank you guys all for listening. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple, or all the other podcast platforms, and we'll talk to you guys all next week.